What's up, y'all? Welcome in to another solo edition of SSPN Postgame. I hope you guys enjoyed the SSPN recaps that Ethan and I did yesterday. Definitely go check that out if you want a full debrief of the losing streak that the Spurs are still on tonight. But I'm in a much better mood in comparison to Monday. Uh, I'm sure a lot of you guys are as well. I know I'm sure there are a lot of people that are still angry with all of the losses, and it is tough. But as me and Ethan kind of talked about in that recaps yesterday, it seems like that's going to be a little bit of the reality of this season. So we got to take our wins where we can. This definitely wasn't the prettiest game for the Spurs, and it wasn't the prettiest game for the Clippers either. I just want to say that to start. Um, and obviously, when it's hard to put back to back shooting nights together that are as well as the Clippers um, had in the game on on uh, on Monday. And of course, in the other game that they played against us at the beginning of the season where they beat us by 40. So they were definitely missing some shots tonight, with, which definitely helped the Spurs out and keep it a minute. Um, but at the same time, there were a lot of improvements that I saw from the team overall. A lot of that has to do with Devin Vassell being back. Unfortunately, he wasn't able to be in the starting lineup and Malachi wasn't able to make a shot tonight. Um, but even with that being said, I didn't notice Malachi doing a, a ton bad. Obviously, there's still some sophomore things defensively that he's not just he's just not there yet. Um, but overall, when we talk about the beginning of this game, right, Spurs started three for 21. So the fact that they were able to get back in this game um, was definitely a positive sign. You know, and they let the they let the Clippers kind of gain another lead um, in the third quarter. It felt like things were slipping away and they were able to hold on just a little bit. And that's kind of when I felt like the fourth quarter collapse that we saw in that Grizzlies game was going to happen again. But we ended up winning the fourth quarter, 32 to 27. Obviously, weren't able to get the W, which is the main next step for this team getting over the hump. Um, but it was nice to see them move back to kind of that Miami heat range uh, that we saw whenever it comes to just the way that we played the game and the Kings game a little bit as well. Here's what Victor Victor has to say. A plus effort for sure. That's what we got to, that's Those are the things that at this point in the season, that from what we've been seeing, we got to be happy with um, and just hope that they can continue to build on this stuff and break through. I don't know if you guys heard Keldon's post game um, from the last game. And then also the, um, the Devin pregame from this one, but I mean, these guys still seem pretty adamant. They feel like they can turn it around. Like, you know, they're they're talking about them starting to win. You know, they're saying when we win. Um, and, you know, we'll we'll see how far that is down the line. Um, and I still I'm not changing my tune when I bring this up from what we've said the past two days. Uh, but I am just saying that, you know, these guys definitely haven't lost their belief. Um, and they feel like they can they can get some things right and and make some of these games more competitive. You know, I, I think last week. Uh, or no, not last week, because me and Ethan had a hiatus last week. But the one before that, uh, the last post game that we did, we had mentioned that we felt like, you know, if if we lose games like this, it's it's definitely not as bad as as the game on Monday. You know, um, there's definitely still some things to fix. There's some things that there's some plays we could have made in this one. But man, w- when you look at Victor, I haven't talked about him and. I should have already because he had 15 boards tonight. Um, and that was just that's such a good thing to see when you consider at the beginning of the season that, um, you know, we, we had we had games where he only had two to three boards. Um, that's something that, you know, with his length, obviously, he's going to continue to get better at. We saw one that I know a lot of people on our team thought was a foul late in the game when he went up. I think it was around like the three or, or two minute mark. And he had a bunch of clippers around him and he just lost the ball after he had it in his hands. 
Um, and like I said, you know, a lot of the guys thought that that was a foul, but at the same time, that's the type of stuff that down the line, when, when he gets a couple years of muscle on him, those are going to be, you know, immediate put back dunks. I'm going to get to some of y'all other uh, of y'all's comments here. We got Adrian. He says, how much do we miss chip tonight? That was a brutal opening to the game. Absolutely. Right. Um, and, and so the fact that they were able to play through it and and get back on track a little bit still was not a great shooting night from three at 28 percent. But luckily, uh, the Clippers only hit nine threes themselves. Um, but those are the little things, like I said, that you got to take. But, yeah, it really feels like we've been missing chip this season, Adrian. Um, Boudet says old man pop done lost his mind. I know that's how a lot of y'all feel. Um, let's see what Adrian says here. Pop in the post game press conference right now says you don't poke the bear. He wouldn't elaborate and would cut off reporters looking for clarification. Was that the last post game Adrian, or was that this one that just happened? Obviously there was the moment tonight where he took the mic when all of the fans were doing what they do to Kawhi and and told them to be quiet. And that just kind of fueled the fire. So if that's what he's referencing, um, that'll be interesting, but Oh my gosh. I see some, some other things you guys are talking about in here. TLGS services says I tried to listen to pops instructions and coaching, but I still lost in life. I'm now own one under pop this year. I mean, I I get y'all's frustrations, but you can't take away the all time wins record and you can't take away the five championships. Um, Boudet says the league better recognize who the future is and give Wemby superstar calls. Yeah, you know, it was I was I was having a frustrating part with myself or a conversation with myself of late in the game when Keldon got a little ticky tack foul. It, it still was I get why they called it, but it was, you know, ticky tack on Harden. And I was just like, this guy's never won a championship, man. Every time he goes to the playoffs, we he's never able to get over the hump. We, he's been on multiple different teams with multiple different superstars, and we're giving him this treatment still. <laughs> it just it just frustrated me. That was a little little thought I had. Um, but here's what Adrian says. He says it was tonight on League Pass. Okay, so that was probably the pregame pregame interview. Interesting, interesting. Well, I mean, I, I guess he was pissed off because we we saw what he did when he grabbed the mic tonight. That was something I had never seen. Um, not Wemby says they played well. They still need to look for Wemby more, though, for sure. There was one play earlier in the first half. I'm not sure if it was the first or the second quarter. I think it was the second quarter where he was just like, wide open under the rim and Keldon gave a dump off to Zach and it was like yeah it could have been it could have been a shot but okay okay Adrian thank you thank you for saying post game so that was tonight very interesting very interesting we'll we'll have to see what he says in the next one if he says much at all um but that is definitely something to keep an eye on I lost my train of thought there I was talking about Wembenyama looking for the ball there we go Jeremy had a dump off to Zach, like right at the top of the key. And it was like, (laughs) for like three, four seconds before then, Wemby had been wide open in the paint. And it's like, if you dipped it to him, that was going to be an easy dunk. Um, So yeah, that's definitely something that they still need to work on. But the, the one thing I really liked from Jeremy tonight is he did not have a pretty start to the game. You could tell he was frustrated. He got cooked by Kawhi on like three straight possessions, but he kept playing. And he ended up having a really big fourth quarter that was huge you know for the team getting back in and and winning that fourth quarter even though they didn't pull out the win overall uh and then of course i'm kind of all over the place because of course it's a solo one guys but 
My boy Dom Barlow, he got some rotation minutes tonight. I couldn't believe it. We actually saw the Victor Wembanyama Dominic Barlow front court tonight. It it was like it, I mean, I know it's not even Thanksgiving. Speaking of which, I hope y'all all have an awesome Thanksgiving tomorrow uh if you celebrate it. Um but that was like an early Christmas present for me seeing that with Dom Barlow. Now, I will admit in the third quarter, he got caught on some rotations and that did kind of allow them to get a little bit of a big lead when I really felt like the game was over and we weren't going to come back into it, which is another reason why I felt good about tonight. Um, But early in the game, when we were down, he was a big part of kind of the comeback. I say a big part. It was just he was a part of the lineup that kind of got us back to single digits in the second quarter. Um, So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I hey, I, I'll admit, like I said, DA Gaming, he said we lost this game in the third when Barlow came in. Well, I don't know if you were watching the second quarter, but you should have seen when when he brought us back in the, or no, I say he, but when that lineup was actually the lineup that was out there that got us back into single digits. Um, but yeah, no, definitely got caught on some rotations there in the third quarter for sure. Um, but I'm just, you know, if, if you've been watching this channel for a while, you know that Dom Barlow is kind of like, uh, Ethan's equivalent to Drew Eubanks when he was here. You know, they're they're not superstar players. They're kind of fringe role players, but we we have a we have a love affair with them. Pause. Anyways, um, <laughs> our man Emperor says it's kind of annoying how impatient some of the fellow Spurs fans are. Impatient some of the fellow Spurs fans are, even since we got Wimby. Yeah, I, I think me me and Ethan are in that boat with you, Emperor. But you know, we're all Spurs fans, so we just gotta. We got to talk it out. We still got to talk to each other. We may have differences of opinions, but it's okay. We're all in here, you know, uh, experiencing this ride together. JR Carr says, always been a pop fan, but it's not his place to tell the fans who paid hard-earned money not to boo, especially when they're booing a guy who pretty obviously quit on the Spurs. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's tough because on one side, it's seven years ago. So it's like, maybe we should, you know, give him a little bit of a break. But on the flip side, like whenever he went and did that, I knew I was like, this is only going to make them boo louder. This is only going to make them cheer louder now when he misses. But the the one thing I really, I I did have that same thought, JR, as much as like whether you disagree with it or agree with it, like the people did pay the money to be there. So they should kind of be able to allow, like if they're going to boo, like regardless of what you think of it, like they they paid the money to be there, so they kind of should be, in my opinion at least. I feel like they should they should be allowed to. Now, whether you know I agree with that or not is a different story. But I'm just saying that, uh, you know, you paid your money, you should you should be allowed to do it what you, you want to do. Two clutch Corey says, "Good effort. Never expected to win versus the Clippers. They're too savvy. Teams like that are going to teach our guys a lot for sure. We're definitely learning a lot of lessons. Like I mentioned, our boy Sohan." despite the the great fourth quarter he had you know as much as we've raved about his defense and I still believe in his defensive potential moving forward at the same time there were a lot of defensive lessons that I think our boy Jeremy uh learned tonight but getting back just just into the into the game a little bit I'm going to get back to y'all's comments here in a second um we can talk about Devin you know it took him a little bit to get going but was able to make some clutch shots late um you still noted I I'm the last time that he went out I talked about how you could just you really notice the difference when he's on the court and and when he's not, you know, Um, probably the worst example of that would be like the Knicks game, but he also only played 12 minutes. Um, 
otherwise, there's been times where, I mean, you noticed it tonight, not just with his scoring, but his defensive rotations, his communication, his on-court leadership. Um, I, I think that that definitely, there, there's a lot of stuff that, even though his stat sheet wasn't bad tonight, you know, besides the shooting percentage, but, you know, it makes sense considering he hasn't played in a little bit. Um, there's a lot of stuff that Devin does leadership wise for the team. And I think communication wise, whether that's defensively or offensively, um, that, that really like that doesn't show up on the stat sheet, but really makes an impact out there. And that was another thing that he mentioned in the pregame presser as well. He was talking about how he feels like that is kind of his role this season. He is the guy who steps up and talks in those moments. So I think, you know, I mean that it translates in the sense that this game was much closer. And when it felt like the game was slipping away both times, you know, the Spurs were able to find a way back in it. But at the same time, I got to tell y'all something hilarious. So I was texting Ethan tonight. He's back with the family, drove back there tonight. Um, so shout out to Ethan, as always. He told me, he goes, Jude, we're going to get it to single digits. This is like late in the third quarter, right? Or actually, this is midway midway in the third quarter when they were starting to pull away. He's like, we're going to come back. We're going to make it single digits, and then we're going to ultimately lose. <laughs> so even though Ethan is not with us here tonight, just know that that he read this game perfectly, even though he wasn't even watching it. He was hanging out with his family, texting me that, and he predicted it to a T. So, so Ethan's got to know something, right, guys? Another thing that I like to see here on the stat sheet, you know, Keldon, maybe not, you know, not the best shooting night, right? There's still some shots that you would have liked him to make. And really, everybody didn't have like a super efficient shooting night. The best one, you know, it was Victor and Victor and Zach uh, had the most efficient shooting nights for the team tonight. Um, but those seven assists from Keldon, that's another theme that I've seen this season. Um, you know, not obviously not every game, but he's had a couple of those six, seven assist games. His playmaking uh, has really taken, you know, a jump in this new role. There's a couple times where, where I've seen him look for Wemby as well throughout the year. And I saw that tonight, too. Um, so shout out to Keldon for his playmaking. Um, and yeah, that's that's another positive in in the in this 10 game losing streak. We got to take the little things that we've seen. And, and I felt like Jeremy at first didn't start off. And, and maybe, you know, I, I wasn't really following the stats on the box score while I was watching the game. I was just watching it. Um, so maybe he did have assists throughout the game. But to me, it seemed like that was later in the game. So that was another thing that I like to see from him in the sense that, like I said, with the way that he kind of struggled to open the fact that he was able to get back into that role and and play through it and continue um, to just, you know, be mentally tough and, and play through it, despite, you know, Kawhi, Kawhi getting you on pump fakes on like three straight possessions. So like I said, that was that was just kind of goes with the offensive point as well. I was glad to see him continue to play and improve on those things, even though they didn't start the prettiest. Hmm. I'm trying to think about where I want to go next here. Victor obviously went seven for seven at the free throw line, had 22 tonight. Um, but still, you'd probably like to take see him take some more shots, especially when when he had it going a couple times. Um, had three blocks as well, so that's going to be something that we'll continue to watch this season. He's probably going to end up at least in that two and a half to three block range, which, you know, obviously he's seven four, but still at the same time for a rookie to do that is pretty remarkable, despite the Spurs situation right now. Um, Trey, Trey had an interesting game tonight. You know, if you look at the stat sheet, it doesn't look that great. He did have those three steals. I would say offensively, it, you know, it wasn't one of his best games, but I really did see, and I'm kind of interested how I didn't see him as much later in the game. I'm just kind of thinking about that. 
Um, but I really did see a difference from him defensively tonight. Not saying that it was perfect. There were still a couple times where Westbrook got him on some shots, but me and Ethan were, were really kind of criticizing that in the SSPN recaps last night. So um, I really wanted to, I wanted to say that, Hey, Trey, like, I don't know if he heard it. I doubt he did, <laughs> but if he did, he definitely responded to it regardless of whether he heard it or not, because he came out and, and played better defensively tonight. Not perfect, but uh, an improvement from, from what I've seen so far, especially considering the matchup and some of the steals that he got on. He got one on Kawhi. I believe he got one on Harden as well. Um, so good to see from Trey there. Getting back to some of y'all's comments here. Here we go. And that's, that's pretty much it for, for the box score. Boudet says, wonder what Pops thinks when the ref make a bad call and the fans start booing. Hey, I, I, I can't disagree with you there, Boudet. I can't, I can't disagree with you there. <laughs> TLGS services, Barlow earned one XP from this game. Great success. That's not really necessarily what I was trying to say. Um, but I, I really did see some some good things from him, at least mainly in that second quarter, but even even uh, in the third quarter as well. Um, that was more in the Wembenyama Barlow lineup. So, you know, that definitely helps a lot. But really in that second quarter, I challenge y'all to go look, go back and watch that. And I, I mean, that was when we were down 17 and then we made our comeback in was Trey, uh, Devin, Keldon, um, Dominic, and then Jeremy as well. So that was very interesting lineup. Let's see. Million Gnu says Jeremy was showing some pretty good leadership qualities late in the game. Looks like he's growing for sure. That that's kind of the point that I was trying to hit on when I came to his when I was talking about his assists and his and his points tonight. You know, it was not pretty to start, but we saw it in the fourth quarter. Um, and the fact that he played through it that just ties back into another point that Ethan and I have talked about, which is this team being mentally tough. Like that's the that's kind of the next step that they need to do. Um, at least right now. And I'm sure they'll have some setbacks as the season progresses. You never know what can happen with injuries as well. We know what that does to this team, but a fully healthy Spurs team, you know, it was good to see that, that improvement and hopefully we can continue to see it, you know, but probably that won't happen because injuries are inevitable in the NBA. Two clutch Clory says, I like Barlow. He's fundamentally sound. I completely agree. There's obviously some things that he's going to have to learn, but he's not going to learn them without having those struggles in the, in the NBA. And, and, you know, I mean, <laughs> you could criticize that a little bit, but let's go back to last season and you could say the same thing about some of the other guys, you know, you could say that it's only a one XP game, you know, in some of the things last season, and there were definitely still things that they took away and learned. J.R. Carr says, second game in a row where Wemby gets Westbrook in the post and then bails him out. Yeah, yeah. That knee, that the thing where it, his knee hit the ball and he like hurt him. And I think we ended up, I don't know if we got a turnover there, but it's just, that's that's the ball fake thing, man. And And I saw a lot less of those tonight from the team overall. So that was good to see. And I saw a lot less of those from Wemby. This might've been the last, even though it still happened, um, this might've been the least amount of, ball fakes that I've seen Wemby jump on Wemby jump on in the game. So that was good. And this is this is what I was talking about earlier. DA Gaming says anyone notice how Wemby has improved his rebounding and tonight he is super patient in his shot selection. Yeah, there were there were still a couple, I think, that that might have been quick, but overall much I, I did notice the patience tonight as well. You didn't see as many just pull up threes in transition or pull up jumpers. Um and and you know they were doing their best to get it get it to him in the post. Still not as much, um, 
you know, as they need to, as we've kind of talked about earlier. Um, but that's, you know, that's going to be an ongoing process the whole season. Here's what Adrian says. I love you, Pop, but I'll act like a child and boo harder if asked not to boo. That was that was exactly my point when when I said, like, you're fueling the fire, man. Like, not only is that San Antonio's personality to a T, like doing that, but then if you tell them not to mix with a little alcohol, <laughs> it's it was only going to get worse. He just added fuel to the fire. I, You know, Pop was being Pop, you know, always having his values, but... Yeah, that that only made it worse. And I'm not sure if he was aware of that when he said that. Um, right, right. And this is what JR says. I agree with this. Still boo booing Kawhi at this point is cringe in your opinion. But it's booing, like nothing too serious. And also, like you said earlier, like as much as whether you, what you think about it, like regardless, like those people paid to be there. So like, they, you know, I mean, it's a basketball game. People are going to boo. People are going to cheer. So I kind of feel like they should be allowed to too, but I, I get I get people's frustration and I get people's annoyance with it. But it's also like, you know, they paid to be there. It's kind of the bottom line. Two Clutch Corey says you could see improvements through our three games with them, uh, especially tonight. Right, right. Um, Wizard eight thousand says Pop worries more about Kawhi's feelings than coaching his team. <laughs> oh my gosh, I. Oh my gosh. Uh, we'll, we'll move on to the next one. Calo five says, here's something to think about. If Kawhi gets his Jersey retired in SA, it's going to be kind of awkward. That's a real, I had never thought about that. I had never thought about that. That would, that would be an interesting, uh, reception to say the least. Let's see. Victor says, Friday we could see Trey Jones start ahead of Sohan because of the speed of Curry. Trey would be the only one that would be able to keep up with Curry. Um, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. I get what you're trying to say, but until otherwise, proven otherwise, I think we're going to start Jeremy for the whole season just because Pop said that we would. So let's see. July 26 says, at least we didn't get blown out today, Jude. Exactly. That was, that was kind of how I opened this one up. I know some of y'all might be getting in here later, but y'all can check out a little bit of earlier in the show. Cause that's why I'm in a much better mood. It's definitely not perfect. Um, but at the same time, it's still much better than Monday. <laughs> you got to take these minimal improvements where we've seen them. So I think overall, when I look at tonight, the mental toughness that that was what I saw, you know, in, in a multitude of different areas overall in the team, but also individually in guys, we saw Devin's impact, even when he comes off the bench. And I believe, let me go back and look at the box score. Um, well, still got 27 minutes, even though he came off the bench. So he actually ended up getting more minutes than Malachi. And that's another good thing to see because we saw the last time he came off the bench in that Knicks game, you know, it was only, he only got like 12 minutes. He was on a minutes restriction. So it was good to see that he, even though he didn't get, you know, his normal, he'll probably get like 35, something like that. Um, maybe that's a little high, but y'all get what I'm saying. It'll be higher than 27 moving forward for Devin, but it was good to see that he played that many, he played starter level minutes coming off that injury. So hopefully on Friday, we'll see him in the starting lineup, but his impact, we, you know, we saw that I, on with his leadership. I think that ties into the mental toughness points earlier, but also it just ties into the on-court point. Um, I talked about rotations earlier, obviously the shots that he made, um, 
you know, at Devin's Devin's a bucket getter. That clutch three late, despite you know the result, and I didn't even really think that we were even when he hit that. I didn't really think that we were going to win, but it's still those are the type of tough shots that Devin makes. I was talking about this earlier. Uh, Jr. says, "Nice to see an efficient game from Wemby. Should have very easily had another six to eight points. That okay or that play where Jeremy missed him wide open under the basket was brutal. Yes, yes." And that's why I was glad to see him make some assists later. But still, those are the ones like that's that's just a free two points. And Zach still tried to get it to him, but it was just, you know, it was a little too late. And yes, Hanover, I did see Pop address the crowd. You can scroll back a little bit in the live where I talked about it earlier. Um, but yeah, that, that it was and that was just crazy in general because that that like that never happens. It It makes sense. You know, when you think about Pop's personality and it being seven years ago, but at the same time, <laughs> when he went and did that, I was like, dude, this is not good. They're just going to go harder now. <laughs> and of course, that's what they did. Okay. And here's what JR says. I'm referring to Westbrook defending Wemby in the post. Wemby faded away Monday night and passed the ball tonight. Wasn't double teamed either. He's a kid so he'll learn though. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for clarifying that earlier. I wasn't Obviously, I got that wrong, but I know exactly what you're talking about right now because there was that one late in the game where he had Westbrook behind him and Sean Elliott was like, why did he pass off? Like, that's, that's you know, where you have to go. And that's the same thing where I talked about in transition, even though that's a post-up, it's the same principle whenever it came to the Monday transition uh, pull-up jumper in front of Terrence Mann. So both of those little guys, you know, it seemed like from what Sean said, he must have just not even realized that that Westbrook was on him. Um, but still, those are some things you got to feel out. But like you said, he's 19. He, he's he's going to learn. Um, you know, those are things that he's going to learn over time for sure. <laughs> Hanover says he was thinking of wearing his Kawhi Leonard jersey tonight. Oh, my gosh. Um, and two clutch Corey says it's about the culture and the image of our team though. Yeah. And, and that's, that's why I said, I get, I get people being frustrated with it. And it's also just, like I said, it's pop trying to, you know, they want every aspect of what they do. And it's because, I mean, and that's part of what's made them so successful over the years, you know, to be in line with their culture, but just to be real, not everybody, not every San Antonian, San Antonian is uh is is living life by the Spurs values. <laughs> that's that's how I'll put it. And like I said, when they're out there turnt, you know, and they got a little something something in their cup, that it just it only ignited the fuel, you know. Um let's see. Victor says the fight and the energy tonight was A plus plus. Um Drummer Seb says, if we, if what we saw tonight can be replicated, replicated, we are going to win more. And that's, that's kind of what I was talking about earlier or referencing earlier with, with the adamancy of Keldon and Devin. And they just really feel confident despite this losing streak that, that they're going to be able to turn this thing around. That was the verbiage that Devin used today in his pregame. Um, and, and try to just get over this hump because there's some things that, you know, that we have seen stretches. And I mentioned this in the SSPN recaps with Ethan yesterday. It's a tough, it's a tough dichotomy because we have seen stretches of the team, you know, being able to, you know, go on like significant runs where they just dominate a game. But, you know, it's, it, it goes back to what we've been saying this whole season. It's a 48 minute game. And it's also, you know, sometimes a, a two to three minute game when you're when you're in a really close one down the stretch you know and that's 
I, the only the solution to getting over the hump in these clutch moments is just playing more reps together in an actual live, you know, high intensity reps. And there's going to be a lot of losses that come with that. Hey, Jude Ramirez, somebody else with my name. Devin has been trying his best for sure. For sure, my guy. I appreciate you being in here, Jude. It's, it's nice to share a fellow fellow name with somebody. I've actually literally, I know there's other Judes out there, but this is like the first time I've interacted with another one. So shout out to you, my guy. Let me say, here's here's what a, a, a high high says. LOL, it's who we are. Um, and <laughs> Adrian, 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 Adrian. Oh my goodness. I can't even bring that one up. But, you know, if it would be interesting if we had a point guard like him. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Hanover says, why didn't my boy Champagne play? <laughs> well, that was because we had Devin back. So we put we put Malachi in the starting lineup. I saw somebody else earlier in the comments saying, feels like Malachi is taking a step back. I, I understand why you feel that way. And it, it does look like that on the court. But I just feel like that just has to do with with his role and 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 Wembenyama. Like it's not the same as last year. Now, with that being said, we haven't really seen him get to his spots as much. But you know, he's just going to have to play through, you know, his role. And he was in a different role tonight. Not to make complete excuses for him because he has struggled more this season. Um, but I think that's the nature of the situation. JR says, are we still in the period Pop described where he's just observing Victor and seeing what we have? Yes. Short answer. He's so freaking talented and it's scary pondering what he'll be he will he'll be capable of with elite coaching. For sure. Yeah, I think that's gonna be for a while. Um, I'm not sure. I don't know. You never know with Pop. He may not like officially tell us when that happens. Um, but I, I from the first comment that he made, uh it, it really seemed like it was going to be like a couple months. Um, so maybe it'll only be one or two. Well, now that we think about it, we're basically a month into the season. So I would think it's going to be like two or so, um, I guess. But like I said, I don't really know. But to me, as of right now, you know, he hasn't said anything different. And there's still times where we out there where we're out there and it feels like that. Um, so I, I as far as I know, no, he has not changed that. July says, think we'll beat Golden State. We match up with them <laughs> good in the preseason. <laughs> yeah, I I just don't think so, unfortunately. I just I know that Golden State hasn't had the best start to the year, but I just think that they're gonna they're just gonna have too many stars that I just think and uh, that are gonna take advantage of our mistakes. You know, I think I will say, I mean, I don't know. It's tough with this team because we've had so much inconsistency this year. I want to believe that we're going to put another performance together like the one that we saw tonight and that it'll be competitive again at least. Um, but, you know, I haven't really been shown that yet, so I, I can't really bet on that. Like I'm saying, there's, you know, obviously the players believe that they can do that, um, but we're going we're gonna to have to go out there and see it because, you know, we, we, we got kind of the same message in, you know, in the preseason media day as well. Yeah. But I think, I think, guys, I'm going to wrap this one up. Um, I appreciate you guys being here. Me and Ethan should be back with, with a post game this weekend. I'm not sure which game we're going to do. I don't think it'll be the Golden State game. Um, but if there is, let me look at the schedule here real quick. But we've talked about it. 
Um, so it should be should be me and Ethan at some point this weekend. We have Denver on Sunday, so so be on the lookout for Denver on Sunday. I, I don't think that we'll do uh, Golden State on Friday. Maybe we will. There could be a chance for that, but since it's a nine o'clock game. Uh, I probably doubt that we will do that one. But I appreciate you guys hanging out with me to, tonight, really, for show. It's another solo one, so thank you all for hanging out. Y'all really make these solo post games, so really appreciate it for sure. Don't forget to hit that like and that subscribe button if you enjoyed the content tonight. And if you want to stay updated with all the SSPN stuff, be sure to follow us on Twitter, at SSPNOMYT, at Jude McLaren, and at Ethan underscore Quintero. We appreciate you guys. We'll catch you on the next one. Go Spurs go.